0: This week in quotes, we are joined once again by Korea Joong Daily's editor, Jim Bully. Good morning to you. Good morning. All right. So we're going to first start with, uh, with an interesting quote. It's a very kind of short quote, but you're going to explain the nuance and the context behind it, right?
1: Yeah. And I this doesn't really translate well, so I'm going to mm. ask maybe this time um, I'll give the quote in English and then you can, I won't be offended if you it in Korean. The quote, we've translated it as, hey- which Wait. is the, the best intonation I can give to try and express um, yeah. what this is. This is Chae Tang yi who's the CEO of Gong um, Young Shopping. And he was speaking at the National Assembly to minor opposition Justice Party lawmaker Ruo Jung, who is the youngest lawmaker and also a female lawmaker. And the, the Korean term he used um, is, is sort of like a dismissive, um, offensive way of kind of talking down to someone, talking over someone.
0: Is that fair? Yeah. Um so like if you put it into a context of let's say it's translated straight hey um it could be kind of let's say if i say hey jim you know right after the show let's uh, let's grab a beer that that's one way to look at it and in that context you go hey that that's a, doesn't that's not necessarily a negative connotation but if you go oi or hey, Jim, you know, you turned in this uh, um, script for This Week in Quotes a, a bit late. You know, what's going on here? That that kind of gives yeah, it a little exactly. bit more of a negative nuance to it. And it's a bit more in the hierarchical sense of the Korean use of honorifics and not using honorifics. And in this setting with a National Assembly lawmaker um, to be given the rights and privileges and, and I suppose, um, esteem that Yu Jin uh, feels she deserves was not being given to her by this elderly gentleman.
1: Yeah, it's it's a set, essentially what it looks like is um, this guy ignoring her status, her position, and just talking to her um, like he might a younger family member or employee. And even then, it would be offensive and rude, right? Like it's like if if you start speaking now, I'm going to do the best version of the hey that I can mm-hmm. that I can try and translate. So if you start talking,
0: yeah, hey uh, Jim, hey. Hiya. Right. Like, it's yeah. shutting someone yeah. up, essentially,
1: yeah. right? It's shutting them down. That's what it was. Um, it certainly comes across as sexist. Uh-huh. Um, it comes across as misogynist. And um, Rue, of course, is that lawmaker who, back in August, um, made the cardinal sin of wearing a dress to work and offended a lot of people. Um, so so she has sort of become a figurehead for, uh, I guess, almost the double standards in the way that women are treated or perceived to be treated in in Korean society. Um, Chae... Uh, Well, he's since tried to claim that he was talking to himself, Mm -hmm. um, which is difficult because it's not really an expression that you would ever say to yourself. Um, He also tried to claim that he was saying false and that he, because he was wearing a mask, the sound was muffled, which is a very convenient excuse these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and he apologized if there was any misunderstanding, which was one of those great caveat excuses where he's apologizing. A non-apology on, apology. Yeah, right? The onus is on you for mishearing it. Right. But he's sorry that you did that. Um, and that's kind of where it's got to right now. But obviously the story has blown up because it is another chill thing. right? It is another case of somebody um, abusing their perceived power and position over somebody else, even if in this case the victim is a an elected person government or law, national assembly official?
0: It is. I would not equate them in the same uh, standing in terms of political influence and uh, prominence. But uh, there are some parallels with, uh, if people follow US politics, with this uh, young lawmaker recently elected, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's a very progressive lawmaker. Uh, she's been known to ruffle feathers. She's been known to be much more savvy on social media than than her older counterparts. And there have been also accusations of sort of um, not just racist remarks towards her, but also kind of sexist and, yeah. and a little bit of uh, an, an ageist uh, perspective on how she uh, conducts herself. Dew is similar in that vein, perhaps not quite as prominent, but she is quite effective in terms of in Korean, they call it noise marketing, but creating a stir. Yeah. And, and this is, you know, maybe through you know intentionally or not intentionally this is just another sort of feather in her cap of doing that uh you know aside from all these uh like outfits that she wears to the assembly which draw a lot of attention
1: yeah and i i think that's a very good comparison she isn't perhaps as controversial a figure um or as as influential a figure um but she certainly has become this this figurehead of a uh a young female member of a new generation sort of pointing out through her actions and her words that a lot of the traditional ways of doing things are both unnecessary and often um, both sexist and also, um,
0: I'm not sure if ageist is really a word, but you you, you get what I mean. Right. And so... We know that uh, there is going to be a changing of the guard, and she, ha- she is perhaps going to be sort of uh, a, a kind of leading figure for the next generation of politicians, depending on how her career goes. But there, there will be, in subsequent elections, you would think more and more uh, people of her generation uh, eventually taking power in National Assembly. it's going to be an adjustment period for a lot of these 70-year-old people who are going to have to go testify uh, in front of uh, uh, the Assembly for these national audits. Okay, let's turn to our second uh, issue here. This is another quote, and uh, once again, attributed to uh, the former Justice. Is Mr. Cho Guk.
1: Yeah, Cho Guk says um, it's hard to spend 10 million won even if you drink several bottles of fine liquor. An investigation on room salons will reveal the fact. So Cho Guk is talking about the ongoing lime asset scandal and reported claims by suspect uh, Kim Bong Hyun in a letter to Yonap that he spent 10 million won, uh, which is a lot of money, entertaining five people at a room salon in uh, Cheongdam-dong. And it's sort of interpreted that Cho is hinting at the possibility that more entertainment than drinking was provided, or that, Mm -hmm. you know, the money was just straight up bribes.
0: Yeah, and which is sort of an unspoken kind of suspicion that probably a lot of people who uh, may perceive the goings-ons behind closed doors in Korean society uh, would come to uh, in terms of a conclusion. And this is, uh, the backdrop of this is Kim Bong-hyun, the Star Mobility uh, chairman, had issued Some statements that now seem to have a boomerang effect against the opposition, who had been really aggressive in pursuing these Lime Optimist Fund uh, allegations against ruling party figures and Blue House officials, where now uh, they are some members of the opposition are implicated as well as uh, members of the prosecution themselves. So it's really now become again, you're going to go into your tribal bunkers and you're going to not be convinced otherwise, but you're going to basically be on the side that uh, you've been rooting for uh, initially.
1: Yeah, and and Kim, even in a second letter, um, and, and this letters from from prison angle does add a, a nice sort of element of a sort of John Lecaire novel to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But he uh, he said in a second letter that um, he never lobbied ruling party politicians. He met a ruling party politician only once um, since the... Uh, scandal and three rule and in 2016, but it was nothing to do with the Lyme case. Obviously, the nothing to do with the Lyme case caveat is, is sort of difficult to for a lot of opposition lawmakers to to swallow, right? It's it's very difficult. Anything Kim says or has done is, is going to be considered to be related in some way to those scandals. But yeah, you're right. It's certainly sort of thrown a cat among the pigeons in that this had been portrayed as a very clear-cut political scandal, um, which the opposition party were very happy, painted the ruling party and even potentially the Blue House um, as involved. And now it's been sort of flipped around onto both the opposition party and also the prosecution, who I think it's fair to say increasingly in political terms are are portrayed as as a different side from the ruling party in the Blue House.
0: Certainly, and uh, also perceived to be perhaps sometimes overtly political in the way they conduct their investigations. And that selective uh, way of targeting suspects has now led to, which is going to be our final uh, series of quotes here, because they are indirectly related, uh, attributed to Yun Seok-yeol uh, during the uh, very contentious uh, national audit uh, hearings yesterday. Um, I guess we're going to take these one by one. Yeah, I mean, we you know we could have chosen any as the
1: lead quote, mm. but we've gone with, this is Yoon suk speaking, the prosecutor general is not a subordinate of the justice minister. Now, this is Yoon suk blasting blasting um, Justice Minister Chumi mi this is almost a weekly uh, section of this show now, for um, invoking or revoking his investigative command over two major probes, including the line asset.
0: Okay, so yeah, and that was really, I believe, the most controversial quote that was uh, coming out of those hearings, that uh, he does not believe he is subservient or um, he is not subordinate to uh, the uh, Justice Chumi, basically saying she has no authority to be able to take away these um, uh, investigations. Uh, what are some of the other quotes?
1: I mean, the I think the big quote really, which is his justification for that argument, is if the president is a subordinate of the minister, the investigation is conducted by by a politician, which is far from the prosecution's political neutrality and independence of the judiciary, and that is a fairly strong. Argument that stands up in you know in most countries where there is theoretically a separation of of powers and, a, and an independent judiciary, which is you know a, a core part of nearly every democratic country in the world. Yeah, um, the argument presented like that is is. Uh, Certainly true. Of course, the counter argument is that the uh, prosecution is in itself political anyway. Um, and that the, uh, you know, a government always has to have control over the um, the prosecution to stop it just sort of running amok and, and fulfilling its own agenda. So there are two yeah. very, very um, different sides. But Yuna's sort of... Stayed quiet this week until that National Assembly hearing. Um, after Chu effectively deprived him of his powers to supervise the prosecutors, um, he didn't really say anything until the audit on Thursday, and then it, it all kind of uh, exploded. So it was definitely a fiery scene, but really just the next stage and very much the same rhetoric in their
0: ongoing. Fight. You know, aside from the merits of both sides and, and and their arguments or how they're approaching this, and again, whatever side you're on, it is clear from a strategic point of view that Yoon, if he believed that he could have done the same thing that uh, basically resulted in the former justice who we just talked about, Choguk resigning, that he could. Kind of maybe exert the same levers of power within the prosecution against the justice minister Chumier. Uh He definitely met his match, and we were talking about somebody who is much more of a political animal and somebody who is much more savvy in sort of the the Machiavellian scheme of things. That uh, it was, uh, I, I said this yesterday. He was bringing it basically a knife to a gunfight in this sort of political back and forth.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know in the in the the last the last justice minister versus prosecutor general clash um with with cho gook then uh you know that was that was definitely a very 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 different kind of kind of fight and i think perhaps it's fair to say that there was more for the prosecution to get into right like there were there were a number of cases um that that came about during that time which obviously you know appear to have had had some sort of genuine Reason, You know, there was there were legal cases brought against uh, Choguk and his family, especially and certainly cases in the in the view of sort of public opinion. Yeah, um, with with Chumye, it hasn't really landed that way. The right. her son um, and his military service has has almost disappeared from the news. And the
0: the difference is that Chumye is one of the most vetted politicians in in modern Korea because of the fact that she's had a long-running lawmaker career. She's been a former chairman of the party, and she's somebody who's purported to even be a potential uh, future presidential candidate, uh, depending on how uh, she navigates these waters. So uh, certainly, uh, this is going to be sort of the front center of a lot of people's minds as the the battle between the prosecution and uh, the reformist forces continue. All right, uh, we will leave it there, Jim. As always, thank you very much. Uh, Hope you have a good weekend. Thank you. You too.